everyone, just a quick note before we get started on today's episode, I want to give everyone a heads up that there is mention of suicide towards the end of the episode. It is the portion where we talk about the where are they now. If you want to skip that, you can skip it. It's only for like a minute or two. It's not that long. We don't go into it super deep, but I just wanted everyone to know that there is mention of that. And I will also be putting links to suicide hotlines in the description of today's episode. Thank you all so much for listening and for your support. And let's just jump right into the episode now. Welcome back to Ramsey's Recaps, and today I am once again joined by Elise. Hi! (laughs) First returning guest. Oh, it's an honor. (laughs) (laughs) I am often the first returning guest. (laughs) Welcome back. Um, We're back in New Jersey this week, too, so... It's some serious Jersey nonsense this week. That's I think sure. I wrote down. I think I wrote down more than once. What in the Jersey Shore nonsense is this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this week we're going to Fairlawn, New Jersey, just to visit Campania, an Italian restaurant because they're always Italian, in a strip mall off like a busy intersection. <laughs> it's a really bad location, and the restaurant has a very bad sign so it's just bad all around <laughs> yeah it it's like next to a nail salon that's also bad looking like none of it looks good <laughs> so campania is owned by joseph cerniglia cerniglia joseph cerniglia sure he's only owned it for 18 months but it's already about to close because he's a bad restaurant owner he even says in the talking head didn't go to culinary school i just had a dream no recipes no measurements just a dream and i know what i'm doing i'm I'm the big man on campus and they're like he definitely doesn't know what he's doing though and like everybody agrees with that (laughs) yeah every every wait waiter staff member chef in that talking head in the restaurant is like yeah we just have fun here it's like a high school party at all times and i'm like y'all are 30 like (laughs) it's it's not great um i wrote that everyone at this restaurant acts like they're either on cocaine or 11 years old it's it's you know (laughs) some combination of those two things for literally everyone at the restaurant at uh the start of the episode yeah it's it's not good they say josette is like i think the head waitress they didn't really he looks like uh christian stewart in twilight she does look like Kristen Stewart. I was, but she talks like somebody who's from Long Island or New Jersey who's just smoked their entire life. Yeah, I was gonna say she sounds like she smokes two packs a day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she calls it a romper room. <laughs> yeah, is a, a, a romper room. They bully each other. They pull pranks on each other. They lock poor little Mo in the walk-in more than once and he's just like this tiny little hispanic looking man <laughs> which is also bad considering that the walk-in doors don't shut properly so they had to like do all of this extra work to trap him in there yeah the ovens are broken none of the ovens work the yeah they like walk- basically use the ovens as storage like it's pretty wonky yeah. the ovens are broken the walk-in doors are broken Josette's like there's a bunch of men back there you think they'd be able to fix it by now they haven't <laughs> <laughs> Um, the head chef is, I don't remember his name. Gene. Gene. 
He's got to be like, I don't know. He looks like he's 6'8", like height-wise, <laughs> and weighs 20 pounds. Like, he's this, like, he looks like he's the lead singer of Blink-182. Like, <laughs> he's like, I got a tattoo and a tongue ring. I'm just, I'm never growing up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I had forgotten about that because he... He seems to be the one that cares the most about what actually happens at the restaurant. Which, comparing that to the first impression, he voluntarily gives us. <laughs> it's very dissonant. Yeah, I would also say Josette is the only waitress that really cares. Because she seems mm. to be, like, the one in charge for the most part. She's yeah. the one they show the most, at least. Yeah, they show her the most. Uh, but I... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I got some weird energy from Josette. Yeah. <laughs> Especially in her early interaction with Gordon. It I just was like, what? This was the rare occasion where the staff of the restaurant wasn't like so ready to uh you know throw everyone else under the bus. <laughs> yeah. Like the the staff here were actually like all in on it. Yeah, they all pretty readily admitted that they all goof off all the time. They they just have fun. So Joe is in over $250,000 of debt, including $80,000 that he owes to suppliers and purveyors. We even get a shot of like a man in a gold chain going, where's my money? And he's like, I'll give it to you Monday, which again is like big, like mafia vibes. <laughs> he has a wife and three sons. And I'm like, this man has children. <laughs> okay. Yeah. They, they do have a nice house, but uh, they like can't pay the bills for it. Yeah, they they're we'll talk about their house because their house is weird. Um, <laughs> so Gordon shows up in a taxi cab for some reason. <laughs> Usually he comes in in like a car, but nope, this time it's a full yellow cab. And he's immediately not impressed that the restaurant is in a strip mall. He says, maybe it's a bad location, but maybe the food is good. Like, it's all about the food. So he goes in and he sits down and Josette is taking his orders Joe comes out to meet him. <laughs> I, I do want to say that <laughs> that I I think actually Joe comes out before Josette and is like, hey, how's it going? And Gordon's like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, Joe comes out like a fucking bull in a china shop going, oh my god, Gordon Ramsay. And he like throws his hands around a lot and Gordon's like, why, why are you pointing so much? And he's like, I'm Southern Italian. It's what we do. I just I talk with my hands. Gordon's like, all right, maybe like tone it down. <laughs> so then Joe goes back into the kitchen and Josette comes out and takes her his order. Josette acts like she's never heard of Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. <laughs> Can I just say Gordon's first experience with this restaurant uh sounds like a waking nightmare. Like it's it's really, really bad. Like like one of the worst first impressions you could give off. Yeah, he, he asks Josette all these questions about the food, and she's, like, always... She she keeps, like, looking for ways to uh, give him a better answer than the real answer. He's yeah. like, is this homemade? And she goes, uh, yes, it's homemade, um, but, you know, it's homemade in a different facility, and then we <laughs> it's shipped to us. And he's like, that's not what homemade means. <laughs> yeah, so Gordon orders tortellini soup, the spicy oh scots ravioli, and a pistachio and cranberry-crusted chicken. He gets the soup like 30 minutes after he orders it, which is ridiculous for soup because everyone in the kitchen is just yelling and screaming. Yeah. Yeah. Here's here's the thing. 
the restaurant's pretty much empty except for Gordon. There's like maybe one other person there. And Gordon can hear the entire staff in the kitchen goofing off and yelling at each other (laughs) while he waits half an hour for this soup that then comes out and looks like dirty pond water. It literally looks like water. It's not even soup. It looks so nasty. (laughs) Yeah, it looked like pale brown broth with like shit in it. And he eats it and is like, that's when he's like, is this homemade? And first Josette is like, it's veal. And he's like, that's not what I asked. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I know what veal is. I saw it on the menu. Like, it's not what I asked. And then she says, it's homemade elsewhere. And it's like, okay, sure. And then he gets the ravioli and he says it's too garlicky. It also looks nasty. (laughs) It looks gross. It looks like vomit. Um, he gets it and he's like, this is too garlicky. And Josette is like, oh, I like garlic. <laughs> like, she has no opinion about these foods. Yeah, Josette, Josette, instead of instead of doing what every other waiter on Kitchen Nightmares does, which is being like, I know, I'm so sorry. I'll, uh, I'll let them know. I'll see what we can do about it. She's like, sounds like your problem then. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm sorry you don't like it. Yeah, which honestly is the tone that continues throughout the rest of the episode, even when like actual customers do it. And Gordon like snaps at the customers for it. I'm like, this is you're not setting a good example here. (laughs) Yeah. Then he gets the chicken and it is like this huge. It's this huge portion of this dry, like crusted chicken. And it looks like it's covered in birdseed. It's it's the most intense crust I've like ever seen. It really yeah. does look like birdseed. <laughs> I guess it's covered in like pistachio and cranberry, maybe. But he's like, which it's- you know what? In theory, sounds good. It just doesn't like look good. <laughs> yeah, it it doesn't look good, and it's got like this weird like ribboned zucchini on top that looks undercooked. <laughs> yeah. So he eats the food, and he's like, it's not good. And then Joe <laughs> has a moment where he's like, my food is pure and honest and good. <laughs> I'm like, what does that mean? Uh, so Gordon <laughs> Gordon's go, goes back to the kitchen to look at the fridges. The very first thing he sees is like rotten seafood. <laughs> it's just so full. There are opened mussels. There are like rotting shrimp. There's like slimy salmon. And then they have like enough vegetables to feed a village for like three weeks. Yeah, and seeing as they have, like, ten customers a night, it's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, and Gordon is like, we're wasting money. This is an episode, I, I will say, this is, like, one of the ep- only episodes where Gordon really goes ham on, like, this is where you're wasting your money. Yeah. Like, this whole episode is a lesson in how to, like, run a restaurant for real. And it's, it's like, the only time this happens. <laughs> mm-hmm. Dinner service happens. There's no one there. But it still takes a thousand years for food to come out of the kitchen. Yeah. I mean, okay. I was like, take or leave the weird food. I wouldn't want to go to this restaurant just because the staff seems so annoying. And I wouldn't want to have to listen to like these stoned children goof off. And then, yeah. yeah, And like everybody in there, despite there being not that many people, waits hours for their food. Which yeah. I have I have never in my life had that happen to me. Like, that's that's insane. And one of the waitresses says, Campania is known for people waiting three hours for their food. Like, that's fine and normal. And, like, that's not yeah. extremely, extremely bad. 
and Gordon's already fed up with everyone there, so he tells Joe to send some people home because he's wasting money having 11 people working for him in one night <laughs> in a restaurant that is the size of a shoe. Like, <laughs> so he sends home this kid with like Bieber hair, and Gordon tells him to get a haircut. <laughs> he looks 15. Yeah. And then he sends home Katie, who was not happy. I mean, I'd be pissed too. <laughs> yeah. I would also be pissed, but I, I couldn't tell in the moment if they were getting fired or just going home for the night. I think it was just home for the night. I think it was just for the night, Um, although in the moment I thought they were fired, but then yeah. later in the episode we see Bieber Kid, like, there again. Katie's so, also back again. I saw her yeah. again, too. The kitchen is struggling because everyone's goofing off. Jessica, one of the waitresses, is, like, messing around with the head chef and then it cuts to her in like the talking hand that's like i'm just the biggest flirt here <laughs> i uh i was a little concerned because it really does seem like the waitresses are like trying to start affairs <laughs> with yeah with all of these like older men that work at the restaurant that run things they're cooking really slow everyone in the dining room is not happy it cuts to this table of like <laughs> italian men in open white shirts and blazers and one guy is ordering a pizza he's like on the phone <laughs> and then people do get their food three hours later and they're gigantic portions like they're huge yeah yeah it it there's like no real excuse for anything that's happening here the cast of characters in this episode is truly hilarious we got all of the waiters and chefs we got table full of italian men and white shirts and blazers we got the old women later in the episode who just like to complain to complain like <laughs> this imagine like every new jersey stereotype and they all live in this restaurant <laughs> yeah and i also this this was one where gordon didn't like officially shut it down that night you know when he yeah. was like we're shutting it down we're sending people home but this was this was an occurrence where i was like please shut it down please shut it down for the yeah. night please <laughs> And he didn't. <laughs> he did not. The dinner service isn't over yet, but Gordon sits Joe down with like a bunch of dishes and is like, look at the food that you make. It is gigantic how much many portions are. Like everyone is leaving with like two boxes of food still. Joe's like, the customers love this. And it's like, um, I don't think they do. <laughs> no. And Gordon has like Gordon makes the point of being like, it doesn't matter if your food is good or bad. You're giving them a lot. So of course they're gonna take it. And they're not going to complain, but they're not going to come back. Like, yeah, yeah. <sighs> so the next day, Gordon goes to Joe's house to meet his wife, Melissa. And that is a house. That, was, that house is all white in the yeah. inside. It looks like a Kardashian house. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we we see like Gordon and Joe's wife, Melissa, uh, get like a real bond she like really leans on him for the rest of the episode and he's like i'm promising you that i will make your life better and she's like thank you i really need it he meets one of joe's sons too but he like lets himself into the house and just goes upstairs and is like hello child what is your name do you have a girlfriend <laughs> yeah he's like seven years old <laughs> yeah and yeah, so they talk in their house and Melissa's worried they're going to lose their house. Joe's mom has a couple of talking head moments, but she's not really in the episode at all. She is she is almost exclusively seen via talking heads, which are shot from outside of the restaurant. And then there's like one moment where she's complaining about the woman who's complaining towards the end. Yeah. 
Yeah. And she gets like really fired up. And then like we the next time we see her, she's like, I'm just so proud. <laughs> I feel like this episode was one of the early filmed and edited ones because it's very different than the last couple episodes we did. Like this one feels very, it feels older than the episodes before this. I don't know why, but like the way it's edited is very weird compared to like how we get edits, even just in the next couple episodes. Mm-hmm. So I know a lot of these were shot out of order. Like they did all of the LA stuff in February and all of the New York stuff in like March. And then they just put them out like one after the other. <laughs> so <laughs> it is weird. So Gordon goes back to the restaurant and he's like, cook time. I'm going to show you how to cook. We get a good Gordon cooking montage and then they make meatballs. <laughs> I do want to say that before that Gordon is like watching them cook stuff and one of the cooks doesn't seem to know that you have to salt fish and i'm like what how are you working in a restaurant <laughs> he says something like every time i cook the cod it falls apart and he's like well if you salt it it'll firm it up and he's like what salt what <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like so- he'd never heard of salt before <laughs> it's, it's so bad <laughs> oh man so gordon shows them how to cook meatballs and then he gets them all in a van and takes them to a grocery store to hand out free meatballs i wrote down they were selling meatballs like they were girl scouts yeah okay (laughs) i i have a lot of questions about this i don't know because they didn't really have meatballs on the menu before but gordon has decided that the only thing that campania can be known for and the secret to their success is going to be that they have meatballs (laughs) and the portion that he makes of spaghetti and meatballs as like an example is still very large And then he bought everyone on the staff shirts and hats that say the best meatballs in New Jersey. (laughs) Which for New Jersey feels like a very bold statement. Yeah, I was like the other Italian restaurants in New Jersey that are like actually competent and successful are probably pretty peeved that this other strip mall restaurant is claiming that they have the best meatballs in the state. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure there's like some Italian restaurant in New Jersey that's been open for a hundred years that are like, fuck you, Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> How dare But it does look like everyone that they handed out meatballs to really enjoyed them. I have heard stories though of like Gordon Ramsay when he would go to these towns to do these restaurants. He would also go to news stations and promote things. Like I think he went to Austin for an episode and instead of promoting the restaurant that he was fixing, he was like, have you heard of this other restaurant? They have amazing food. Everyone should go there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i'm like gordon, gordon knows what's up he knows that he's not he's not like always gonna win these <laughs> oh man <laughs> so yeah so campania now has new jersey's best meatballs according to nobody except gordon ramsay they finish with the meatballs and then joe later confides in gordon that he is over two hundred thousand dollars in debt and gordon tells him that if he takes the business seriously he could probably get out of debt, but he doesn't really take it seriously. So the next day, yeah. <laughs> the next day uh, they arrive to a restaurant that has been made over. The outside looks brand new and fantastic. The inside exactly the same. <laughs> it's, it's fine. It's nothing special. It's, it's meh. And I, I also, this is like such a small detail, but like the wine glasses that they have in there look so broke ass. <laughs> They're short and small, and I'm like, uh, get some fancier wine glasses. I feel like Fox blew their budget on a new stove and a new sign. Like, 
Yeah, they they get a new stove and the chef literally jumps up and down for like 20 seconds with excitement over this stove. Yeah, I will say the indoor decor doesn't look... It didn't look terrible to begin with. It just looked like cheesy Italian restaurant. And it looks pretty much the same after they done it, except they added better looking candles, I guess. But they did like a before and after photo. And it was like, there's not really a difference. Like... (laughs) Again, I think this was before they had the the budget for it. Uh, Gordon sits down with Joe and the head chef and is like, here's our new menu. And we're going to do signature meatballs. And to motivate the staff, he puts up bingo boards. And whoever can sell every dish first gets an extra $100 for the night. Yeah, this was actually a good idea. And he said that he uses it in his own restaurants, um, mm-hmm. which makes sense. And uh, and and with a much smaller menu, because as always, when Gordon shows up to these restaurants, the menu is like a 10-page long book. He changed it to just be two pages. Yeah. And, you know, they're not full pages. <laughs> and so, it, yeah, it's like what? Like 12 different items. And whoever can sell all 12 first gets the bonus. And it was nice. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would want to play server bingo if I worked in a restaurant. Yeah. I've never worked in a restaurant, but <laughs> it's too late for me. I'm too old now to work in restaurants. <laughs> I feel like if you reach a reach a threshold as a as an adult where if you haven't worked in a restaurant by the time you're like 24, you're just never going to be able to work in a restaurant because they're never going to want you because you don't have any experience. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I've never done it, and now I never can. And you know what? I'm okay with it. (laughs) So relaunch night begins, and the restaurant is packed. Food is leaving the kitchen at a good pace. I mean, at least at the beginning. (laughs) At the the beginning. And then we get a table of older people, specifically an older New Jersey woman, full, full with the accent, who says that the steak is tough and complains that all her food is bad and she wants it calmed. And the waiter brings the food back to Gordon and Gordon looks at it and is like, this is, there's nothing wrong with this. She's just causing trouble to cause trouble. <laughs> like he goes and confronts this customer, which I've never seen him do before. And is like, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're just blowing smoke out your ass. Like, <laughs> I mean, but the thing is with that type of older woman, I mean, it's a type everybody has encountered at some point that that lady's never gonna quit that lady is never gonna say die she is once (laughs) once a woman like that is set in her opinion of something and set in the sense of entitlement for something it will never (laughs) end (laughs) like him arguing with her is so pointless and she's like she even says to gordon i don't know who you think you are (laughs) she's like very mean to him oh my god (laughs) Like, people must not have really known who Gordon Ramsay was at this point. Because nobody seems to care that Gordon Ramsay is inside of this restaurant. <laughs> but yeah, he, the old woman literally goes and stands by the front door complaining. And Gordon stands next to her and is just like, nobody listen to this old bag. Like, <laughs> but it, it throws Joe off. And now Joe is like, every anytime any little thing goes wrong, Joe freaks out and loses his mind. And so orders start getting backed up. Joe leaves the kitchen at one point to go talk to people. Yeah, he picks the worst possible time to leave the kitchen. And he goes out there and he looks a mess. He's wearing like like 
athletic sweatpants and his like chef top is like coated in flour <laughs> yeah he's wearing like adidas track pants and yeah yeah a dirty chef coat and probably like i i'm gonna guess like white sketchers <laughs> yeah like like bad tennis shoes and yeah. he's going around and then this other woman is like excuse me our table hasn't gotten our food yet and it's been two hours and i'm like at yeah. that point just leave <laughs> like i i have never had that kind of service in my life and if i was had was sitting waiting for two hours i'd be like i guess we're going somewhere else like i'm not yeah. Like, if I'm going out to eat, I'm hungry, you know? I'm not going to wait two more hours. <laughs> yeah. So, like, on top of the old woman being a complainer, this other woman starts complaining, too, and says that her food, like, once they actually got it, it was burnt and tasted like ragu. And then her and another customer get in a fight in the parking lot because this, like, drunk lady who the talking head is, like, a less than sober lady is a less than sober woman fights the complaining customer and is like, fuck you. The food was great. You're just, you just want free food. You got your free food. Fucking leave. And then the mm -hmm. cops show up <laughs> <laughs> and like breaks that up. And then everyone leaves. And then the rest of the night is like pretty successful for the most part. That's when Joe's mom comes up, comes back again and is like, I'm going to fight this lady too. I'm going to fight all these ladies. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I do agree that these women were probably just looking for free food. And they they gave off the vibe of like, they're like, I know what to do here. I know how to get free food. <laughs> um, and like, sure. But if you're trying to reopen your restaurant and you've got a like a packed room full of people, maybe just comp it and like, send her on her way and be like polite about it and like i get yeah. that I, I i don't i'm not one of those people that believes customer is always right i think that's a toxic mindset that has created a lot of entitlement in a lot of people but yeah. you know sometimes you have to play ball with these people yeah. to just move on <laughs> to just get them out you know but yeah and and this woman is standing still inside the restaurant having a she appears to have already paid and she's just standing there complaining and uh yeah and joe's mom is like standing on the opposite side and it's like this woman is driving me nuts i'm gonna go kill her <laughs> but like a bunch of other customers are coming up to this the complaining lady and but and blah, blah. a bunch of other customers come up to the complaining lady and they're like well our food was good so you're wrong like <laughs> they tell they tell her that her, her food that she's just wrong but yeah eventually they all leave joe goes back to the kitchen finishes up service and relaunch is once again branded a success despite all of the not successful things that happened gordon says that they made like over seven thousand dollars that night which is very impressive mm -hmm. um, they must have turned a lot of tables somehow yeah i uh gordon gordon and everyone considers this night a huge success um but i wanted to know if they ended up fixing the issues with how long it takes to get food out because there were still people waiting multiple hours for their entree, which is insane. And then there clearly must have been some sort of consistency issue with the food because there were mixed reactions to certain items. So those two things are still very important. And like, they kind of just move on. They're just like, it was a success. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. Josette won uh, server bingo. She sold every Of course she item did. <laughs> And they, <laughs> I remember this is like not 
like imperative to the episode but they cut to something at, to, to customers at one point and it was just like this old italian man and he kind of looked like robert de niro <laughs> <laughs> and i just wrote down robert de niro <laughs> yeah there were there were a lot of customers at this restaurant that would tell you exactly what they thought of the food if it meant that they got to be on camera particularly the complaining women like i think they just really wanted to be on tv <laughs> yeah again what in the jersey shore nonsense is going on <laughs> it was extreme like like the the screaming fight in the parking lot where the, and a cop shows up and just like does its little signal like once and then that's like the last we see of it it's it's insanely new jersey <laughs> yeah it's just a little whoop, whoop. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> and then everyone and drives away <laughs> so <laughs> the the episode ends with i think you mentioned this in the last episode you went it's the the plate smashing we get yeah. the plate smashing <laughs> mm-hmm. in a different context than i was hoping for i'll say <laughs> yes so gordon is like we did it, guys. Let's all come together. See these little plates? These are the plates we're going to use. And we're going to see these big plates. And he smashes the big plate. And then everyone gets a couple of plates and they all smash them. And that's going to be a hell of a mess to clean up. <laughs> yeah. I was like, why are they doing this in their kitchen? Like, you yeah. really want flying shards of glass and porcelain all over your kitchen? That's going to take so long to clean up. And who knows where some of that stuff landed? Just do it outside. <laughs> I'm sure that building is still finding pieces of plate to this day. Like (laughs) (laughs) it was a huge pile of broken plate when they were done. (laughs) Yeah. And that's the end of the episode is they've smashed plates and Gordon has high hopes for this Italian restaurant. So what happened next at Campania? I don't like the name. (laughs) Just gonna put that up there. So business at the restaurant vastly improved after Gordon Ramsay came. Joe won Chef Central's Bergen County Ultimate Chef Competition in 2008. Came up runner came runner up in 2009. I don't know what that competition is. It sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's very impressive that he got like a Best Chef award despite not having gone to culinary school. Yeah. Yelp reviews were mostly positive with some menu items leading to criticism and some complaining of long wait times still. See, they didn't fix the important thing. That honestly, like, I don't care how food, how good the food is at a restaurant. If you make me wait two and a half hours for it, I'm never going back ever. That's inexcusable. I'm trying to think if I've ever waited that long for anything food wise. And I don't think I have. No. No, I'm pretty sure you haven't because that is so far outside the norm of what is acceptable at a restaurant. (laughs) I think the only time I've ever waited was to, like, actually sit down at the restaurant. Yeah, and and even then, like, okay, you might be at the restaurant for two or three hours, but you're having multiple courses of food in that case. And, you know, you're you're enjoying yourself. You're not sitting there starving left high and dry (laughs) by a wait staff that are goofing off. But even still, like, I remember we would go to places and they'd be like, oh, it's a 45 minute wait. And we'd be like, well, guess we're going somewhere else. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it has to be like a very certain set of circumstances for like a wait for a table to be that long and to be okay with it. Once you're in, you need to have fast service. That's just not okay. Yeah. Or have somebody coming out all the time explaining the delay and giving you free stuff to tide you over, you know? Yeah. Like give everybody a free drink or whatever or a free appetizer. 
Because I like that's why you know the chain restaurants mostly, and they have like the little buzzer things. Yeah, and it's like, well, here's your buzzer. Go wait in your car, and we'll buzz you when you're ready. <laughs> like, yeah. No, I mean, I, I, uh, the the thing that that reminds me of is like the Cheesecake Factory in the mall, where like they give you a buzzer and then you can just go wherever you want in the mall. Like that's the ideal <laughs> situation. Like Cheesecake Factory or like a BJ's or like an old spaghetti factory where you're just like, I know it's a chain restaurant. I know what I'm going to get, but I'm willing to wait 45 minutes for this like spaghetti and meatballs. That Sometimes you're just in the mood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really want lasagna. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so in September of 2010, Joe sold the restaurant to Campania Holding Corp. That sounds shady. <laughs> Again, a he big sold the back. restaurant to uh, like an LLC with the name of the restaurant. Hold on, I'm googling those. Campania <laughs> Holding Corp. That sounds like someone in his family or something that started a LLC just to overtake the yeah. debt of the business. I think they might have. Eight days after Joe sold the restaurant, he committed suicide, jumping off the Washington George Washington Bridge into the Hudson River, which is awful. Like, no, don't do that. <laughs> like, no, that's it's pretty sad. And you you certainly have to feel for his three children and his poor wife who was already struggling. Wife. Yeah, I get you're in a lot of debt. I get that you maybe you're you weren't successful in your business. Maybe he had other things going on in his life that were like contributing to all of that. Maybe he took a loan from somebody bad. Maybe he was like doing drugs. It doesn't matter. Don't don't do that. <laughs> There's no need to jump off a bridge over a no. restaurant. So he, he that happened. And then Campania officially closed in 2011. So, I mean, he must have sold it. Like, they must have made an LLC for him to sell it to so he can make off, make some of the debt off. But, yeah. Yeah. So Campania officially closed in January of 2011. And now in its place is Sage Restaurant, an American-Italian restaurant that has been open since 2012. God, just another Italian restaurant. Dude, that's all there fucking is in New York, New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Your choices for food today are Italian, 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 or maybe Dominican. Like, <laughs> I want to yeah. know uh, where Josette is now. <laughs> I would love to know where Josette is. Josette, if you're out there, what are you doing, sweetie? <laughs> like, Josette, if you want to be on this show... <laughs> Same with Mixing Bull Mike. If he ever wants to be on this show, I'll oh gladly talk to him. <laughs> I want to know what is going on in that head. <laughs> so, Campania aired on November 28th, 20, 2007, and the episode was filmed in March of 2007. So, a good 13, 14 years ago now. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, so that is Campania. Do you have any other thoughts, questions, concerns, complaints? <laughs> Uh, I don't think so. I think I said pretty much everything that was important in my notes. Yeah, this was quite an experience. I did enjoy this episode less than the Mixing Bowl episode, even though the Mixing Bowl episode was probably more infuriating. Um, <laughs> because there was so clearly a single problem with that restaurant that they weren't willing to fix. This one... Yeah. This one was just a mess. Like everything was wrong. It was a little less enjoyable to watch these people like genuinely struggling. <laughs> yeah. The this whole like string of episodes like 8, 9, 10 and even the revisited are not my favorite. Like I just they're not as entertaining, they're not as fun. They're they're very weirdly edited. It feels very 2007 whereas I think a lot of the other ones feel a little more evergreen like mm -hmm. 
I don't know. I don't know what it is, but this string of episodes just isn't, it isn't that great. And maybe that's not good for the podcast for me to say that, but whatever. Like, it's not, <laughs> not, that's my opinion on the fucking show. So <laughs> yeah. Episode 11 is one of my favorite episodes. I'm very, or not episode 11, episode 12, where we're back in Long Island <laughs> at a different restaurant. And that's one of my favorite episodes. Cause it's hilarious. <laughs> I'll have to watch that one just for fun. <laughs> the handlebar. The owners are in the the woman. One of the the owners. Uh, it's a husband and wife. The woman is like, I don't know what to do, Gordon. Like that's how she talks. <laughs> that's that's a great impression of her, and you don't even know that yet. <laughs> it sounds like a Dor Delano doing um, Anna Nicole Smith. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. <laughs> She's just like. Gordon, I don't know what to do. <laughs> like she's both from Long Island and also probably always drunk. Like, <laughs> and she has a mullet. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> There's a lot happening in that episode, so I'm very excited to get to that one. But um, yeah. So every week, just moving on. Every week, I'm going to be cooking something from the Golden Ramsey Cookbook on the Tic Tac. And this is your tic tac, tic tac. <laughs> and this week I am cooking a whole ham because that's what Gordon tells Ooh. me to do. Ooh, it's that a, sounds so good! <laughs> a molasses glazed ham. So I do love that ham. Sounds delicious. I am one person. I'm not buying a giant ham. I'm gonna buy like a two pound ham if I can. Yeah, a one. nice, a nice compact ham. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe just like a couple of ham steaks. <laughs> <laughs> just put them next to each other and be like, "This is my ham." <laughs> Oh my god! But yeah, but after after this one, this is the last savory dish for a few days, so I'm excited to get to some sweet stuff later. But I'm not a baker, so the week after this is going to be very interesting. <laughs> I have to make a I have to make a, a, a tart. I have to make a tart. What kind of tart? A lemon curd treacle tart. Ooh, that sounds spoilers, good. Spoilers for next week. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> yeah, this has been Campania Elise. Thank you for joining me again. Yeah, of course. I love an excuse to watch Kitchen Nightmares. <laughs> do you want to plug anything? I, I do, in fact. <laughs> um, you can uh, check out my podcast. It's called Pumping Up the Podcast. It's a Hannah Montana review podcast. Uh, new episodes every Monday at 9 a.m. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Pumping Up the Pod and Instagram at Pumping Up the Podcast. Um, and that's available all the same places you'd find Ramsey's recaps. It's everywhere. And uh, if you want to follow me, I'm on Twitter at Lovely Lacey and Instagram at Accurate Elise. Yeah. I can't wait for the, the pumping of the pod Ramsey recap crossover. That's never going to happen because I don't think Gordon Ramsey was ever on Hannah Montana. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. If he if he is. <laughs> Wouldn't that be hilarious? It'd <laughs> be really good. <laughs> uh, just another excuse for us to hang out. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, until next week. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Ramsey's Recaps. If you liked this episode, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out. If you want to follow us, you can follow us on Instagram at Ramsey's Recaps. You can also follow me on TikTok to see all of the recipe videos that go with the episodes at It's a Me Courtney one and if you want to support us financially, you can throw a few dollars our way on Ko-Fi. That's ko-fi.com slash Courtney Style. The links to everything will be in the description and I'll see you in the next one. Bye.